when you can't watch all 24 episodes of a show, you do a part one and part two, baby. So welcome to part one of The Pat Girl of Sakurazo, a romantic comedy revolving around a troubled dormitory. Not necessarily the dormitory. That's doing just fine. It's just a building. But the the strange troublemaking students are generally found there. Uh, so this show just kind of deals with the antics of them along with this absolute legendary artist who ends up showing up on the doorstep but can't seem to do diddly squat. Uh, so obviously that's where the chaos uh, <laughs> arrives. So a show that uh, we've had mixed emotions about, but we'll get into kind of our thoughts on the first 12 episodes thus far, if we're going to continue it and uh, just kind of do what we do, baby. Welcome back to the I Married a Week podcast. It's your favorite anime podcast with the married couple that talks about shows that sometimes have a bumbling dumb dumb idiot character but in the case of this show she's actually kind of cute does that make it worth it i don't know we'll figure that out <laughs> hey are you new here my name is tom resident weeb and i uh trapped my wife into a relationship where she's now struggling to watch anything with real people in it because we watch <laughs> cartoons all the time hey who are you i'm danielle oh uh, we love her that's just what we we say it every time because it's true you know what i'm saying and um can't thank you enough for making this your first episode if you're new here. Um, bear with us. And if you like what you, what you see, definitely give us a rating. Tell your friends about us and maybe check us out on Instagram. That's going to be I Married a Wee Pod on Instagram. You can find a link tree on there to get to our Discord where you can uh, meet some people, create some friendships over the internet, and uh, talk about anime, roll for waifus, post pictures that you use as your phone background or your computer background. And, um, it, uh, it just do internet stuff with your friends on the internet. So, uh, if that's up your alley, you can also find that link in the description of this episode in case you do not use the Instagram, but if you do, yeah, I mean, if you follow us, you're going to get pictures and, and updates on what each of the episodes is. So that's kind of keeps you up to date. The discord's obviously going to be the best. Cause then you can literally just say, Hey Tom, and I'll be like, Hey, what up? And then we <laughs> kind of situate what's going on. So, uh, are you not new here? Well, welcome back to another episode, you gum legend. We appreciate you being here every week, twice, Mondays and Thursdays. And um, hopefully this one is a, is a decent one. Danielle, how's the week going? Going all right. Or well, actually the end of the week. I was going to say, how'd your yeah, weekend go? That's it. This is a Monday episode, Tom, not a Thursday. That's true. That's um, true. I, I am going to admit that. Oh. I was very doubtful if we were actually going to get through all 24 episodes of this show. Well, look at you. And, Spot on uh, with your doubts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm disappointed because I really wanted to have a complete thought process for yeah. the show. And I'm, I'm not. I'm not See, it's to. nice, though. I think we do have a good start. Obviously, the 12th episode of this show, as far as Mal is concerned, I know, right? Uh highest rated episode of the show so we did end on a kind of bang here which and it was a good episode it was a great episode i think the show is it's a little bit of a slow burn from the beginning and then it, it, it might take you a little bit to actually want to get into it and we are walking 
testimonials of that. I mean, that's <laughs> to the T. We started the show ages ago, and then it was so long that we actually had to repeat watch a few episodes. And then that is what took up some time. Couldn't get through the show. And on top of that, Faye decided to go absolute sicko mode on the sleeping baby like not sick she's doing fine but there was something about springing forward and then plus maybe it just aligned with uh, a regression of some sort with our little lady but she she's waking up at four in the morning it's not even that she just doesn't want to lay down she doesn't want to sleep even her naps it's like i don't know i don't know you know she will not uh, you got to basically get her to sleep while you're in there and then walk out and then her 4 a.m. wake up kids have it. Their internal clocks are pinpoint, baby. That's youth. Yeah. That's just, that's just a fresh watch right there. Yeah. And, uh, to the T 4 a.m. gets up, realizes no one's in the room standing over her crib, which I mean, honestly, I think it's a win. <laughs> technically <laughs> when you grow up, you realize people standing over you is actually a little scary. Yeah. Uh, but for her, apparently that's what's scary is that not happening. So she gets up and then begins to just shout it out, uh, from the, the crib top and, uh, um, crib top. I love it. And, uh, you know, last night was my duty. Got in there and I gotta tell you, it's a little, it's, it's one of those moments though, where I'm bothered, you know, I don't want to be up at four, but you get cuddles. I get some cuddles. I'm not going to get these forever. It's nice to, you know, hold the baby girl. And she her. doesn't cuddle when she's awake. No, no. Too busy when she's awake. Mm-hmm. You've got things to do. Squeaky shoes, cook in the kitchen, throw the ball around, open the remote control drawer. We got to move the remotes. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to weigh them down with some candles and... She's yeah. just too strong. <laughs> she's just a strong girl. When she wants to get in a drawer, she's going to get in a drawer. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's that's been a definitely a, a wrench thrown in the week and why we also couldn't really get into watching this show because we've been having to go to bed early knowing darn well one of us is up at four. Yeah. Flip a coin. It's one of us. Yeah. Uh, no complaints, though. Honestly, and that, that's what sucks when you're a parent. I feel like most of the things you share ends up being like a, this is, ugh. Man, they just don't want to do this. She's pooping in the tub. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, listen, if you've been around and you've heard us talking about Faye, I want to put something on the record. It's the best thing in the world. Love having a daughter. Stoked. Uh, it's just, yeah, the fun stuff to talk about is the stuff that is awful. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, you had a bit of a little party put together today. That was fun. I did. I had a permanent jewelry party today. That's right. So I met this gal uh, for my birthday last year. I told Tom I wanted to get matching bracelets. So we drove to Rockford, Illinois and got ourselves some matching bracelets. And then I liked it so much. I was obsessed. I saw she was, uh, you know, saying she'd do private parties. So I signed me up for some. And I had 13 girls show up, I think. Success. Ladies, I should say. Ladies. Um. So, yeah, I got two more bracelets. So now I got three in my stack. I still only have one. What a shame. I asked if you wanted another I got to tell you, the moment I got my R's done for your birthday, mm-hmm. that week, and I think I said it to you already, that week, I, knew, I don't even know where I was, but people were like, hey, is that one of those uh, bracelets that's welded? I'm like, okay, what? I go, I oh, just yeah. learned about this. We went somewhere. We went somewhere. Someone said, oh, is that one of those things? I'm like. Yeah, sweet. Okay. Then I think I went into work and I was like, was that one of those? I'm like, 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it was like several times. I was like, hey, ladies, relax. Yeah. Uh, they're, I mean, they're neat. I yeah. think it's a fun little concept. Yeah, I think so. So far, so good. We've had them on for November to December, December to January, January to February. Three, over three months, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still going strong. Mine started with a really, I don't know what was going on. The lady, bless her heart, she's good at what she does, kind of. Um, <laughs> I had like a jagged edge on mine, so I would just be, you know, putting little cuts in my wrist. But apparently my skin is like sandpaper and sanded the metal down. <laughs> so. so what I noticed, um, so I know our one friend was like, when I was telling them, oh, we're going to get permanent bracelets back when it was my birthday. He was very confused. Like, wait, like it's in your body. And I said, oh no, it's just like they solder a link. Yeah, they don't solder it to your skin. <laughs> but um, I noticed the, the girl who did mine today. Yeah. She would solder it. And then she had this weird little brush. I don't know if the brush had a little bit of sandpaper on it because she was rubbing it. Oh, well. So. Wish I had one of them. Yeah. It was pretty pretty neat it was either a brush to get the debris off so she could check i couldn't tell because i wasn't like looking at it close like she was but i love my stack it looks good yeah looks good on you Mm -hmm. that's great i almost wanted to get a necklace i didn't even know they do forever necklaces yeah you can do anklets bracelets or necklaces sometimes she's done a couple rings too wow yeah oh ring yeah i guess that'd be kind of fun i don't know if i'd i think that'd be really cool but my fingers, I mean, everyone's fingers swell when they sleep. So that one would make me a little nervous. Just wake up with a purple finger or something. <laughs> it's just off. It's on the bed. Wouldn't that be, <laughs> that would be pretty gross. Yeah. I would try and eat it thinking it was Jujutsu Kaisen. I'd be like, all right, down, <laughs> down, down the hatch. Ay, ay, ay. But yeah, anyways, that's, I think, the quick update from us. Good on you. It was a good weekend. Hope you guys had a good weekend as well. Uh, and if you didn't, don't worry, we'll get them next weekend. Everybody's uh, working for the weekend. Or if you don't have a job, everyone is just waiting for the weekend regardless. Because like me? <laughs> oh, yeah, I wasn't even doing that to you. Whoops. Every day is a weekend. Man, that's it. Kind of. You're going to come visit me next one week, of these days uh, at work, though. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So the thing we were going to talk about, mm-hmm. the Batgirl of Sakurazo, people who are not inducted. I gave a teeny little synopsis, but let's get you... Let's get you a little bit more up to speed. So the dormitory, as mentioned, is affiliated with the uh, Suime University of the Arts, or shortened to SUICO. This particular dormitory is known for having uh, the troubled students, kind of the stray cats, which is pretty, uh, you know, good because they end up taking in cats at this joint <laughs> uh, after being kicked out of the normal dorm for kick, uh, keeping a stray cat sorata Kanada, kanda mm-hmm. uh, moves to the dormitory um, all over a cat which psh, i don't know about that dog <laughs> spring it to the shelter you know yeah, i don't know maybe don't japan know. doesn't have shelters hey maybe we he, don't know i don't know but he, he's uh he's rock solid uh when he's got a goal he keeps with it apparently so uh, he gets kicked out, brings the cat over there. And then they eventually in one of the episodes, I think take in a bunch of cats. Yeah. Cause at one point there's they, like 10 in his crazy. room. <laughs> uh, but speaking of strays, we get this random blonde that shows up. Mashiro Shina, a world famous artist who actually can't even take care of her daily life moves in. And Sorata is forced to basically become her caretaker. 
And then the stories, the stories, their daily lives going through kind of their goals and just takes on the mental growth of these young kids. Base level, you think it's too silly to kind of get to anything that might have some substance in it. But I think we hit some pretty solid, if, if, as far as our first 12 episodes go, we've hit some pretty solid, you know, messaging, some uh, commentary on on certain things that we can kind of go into. But yeah, yeah, if that sounds up your alley, go ahead and check it out. It's um, not much to spoil. You got to kind of, well, no, I guess you could spoil. I say that for literally everything. Holy cow. <laughs> um, so I could spoil it and we're going to spoil it. So if this is too interesting and you don't want that spoiled, get the heck out of here and come back. We do, in fact, have 140 other episodes you could listen to. But as we always say, keep it to about the 60 to 139, 140 range. You'll be good. <laughs> Maybe. I don't even know. I don't know how to rate my podcast. That's for you guys to do. Now, this thing started as a light novel, January 10th, 2010, and ran to March 8th, 2014. Now, that light novel then got uh, picked up and turned into a manga starting in 2011, April, and went to the 2015, July, with eight volumes, the light novel having 13 volumes. And then what we are enjoying is obviously the anime television series, which was October 9th, 2012, to March 26th, 2013, just a quick a uh, quick little run of 24 episodes, not too shabby. Apparently also getting a visual novel game in Japan oh. on the PlayStation Portable and or PlayStation Vita. So if you somehow still had one of those in Japan, I guess you could have played that. But uh, that that's kind of the background of it. And uh, thus far, I got to tell you again, do not go into the show thinking it's going to knock your socks off in the first couple episodes. It's kind of just typical anime quirkiness. Obviously, when they say that she cannot, our, our main girl, uh, Sheena, literally can't handle anything. I'm surprised she can breathe. She, being the main female protagonist, just kind of comes in like a train. And he thought, oh, him being going over to the Sakura dormitories oh that'll that'll Mm -hmm. shake things up no no no. he's just normal he's just the the quirkiness is everything around our main character who voices sarata kanda well wouldn't you know it it's gonna be kirito himself (laughs) all right you can't get away from this guy anymore it's he is everything yoshitsugu matsuoka trust me i pronounced it right i'm sure of it Actually, I'm not. We'll see. Uh, but Kirito Anosuke, uh, Bell Cranel, he's apparently the new Vash the Stampede. Didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that either. Who would know it? You know, not me, apparently. Uh, he's uh, Raichi in Blue Lock, which we've got to catch up now because we've got an episode of that coming up, which will be great. If you guys haven't been watching Blue Lock, I mean, we've been preaching it for a while. It's pretty mediocre, but you might be hyped like us. <laughs> Say it's mediocre. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of good characters and all that good stuff. So now uh, today's show, I got to tell you the cast itself. Pretty okay. I think we're getting a little bit of everyone, you know, got a little, little taste of every type of character. A lot of it seems to be, again, really chasing this super quirky, you know, silliness to it, which 
is maybe why I wasn't as invested from the beginning. I don't think the comedy hits as hard as other shows. So at that, I was like, okay, well, you know, if this is the height of the show, maybe I won't be into it. But it's when we started getting into the meat and potatoes later on is when I was like, okay, actually this show's feeling a little bit better. Mm-hmm. You know, people, they're, they're at least changing and growing enough in, in a small sense to get me knowing that we're going to potentially get some character development here. And that's what we in it for, baby. Mm-hmm. It's like a stick of butter. Character development makes any recipe good. Yeah. Two sticks of butter will make literally anything <laughs> good. And make you sick. And it'll make you sick. It'll <laughs> slick the digestive tract, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Now, what is it you didn't enjoy at first? And what is it that the show did to, uh, to, to change that for you thus far with this first half? Um, so as you forementioned, uh, it's definitely a slow burn at first. Okay. People might disagree with that, but, uh, and I hate, I hate doing this so early. Oh. It shouldn't take nine episodes for me to feel emotionally or any kind of investment in continuing the show. Nine episodes is way too long. I can agree with that. Um, I think, well, in the context of a 24 episode show, actually, well, no, in general, I think it is too long. You're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, oh. <laughs> uh, I begrudgingly wanted to put this on the schedule. I think this was my suggestion because I wanted to start it again because okay. as you said, we started it before mm. and I wanted to put it on the schedule to hold us accountable to actually watch it. And I love watching shows that I at first loathe. And yes, I loathed this show. And we only watched up to seven or seven episodes, maybe, I think. Six or seven. Six or seven, yeah. Um, Hated it. Did not enjoy. (laughs) I'm like, okay, let's put it on the schedule. Give it another go. Sure. And I I always want the show to change my expectations. By nine episodes in. I was finally feeling something. Okay, good. I can't say total 100% enjoyment, but I was at least like not dying on the inside when any character came on the screen. Literally any character. Hated it. Yeah, you were were not fond of it. And I think it's, it's also something to mention that this is, our talking right now is not in the context of someone who's finished the show and thought, wow, how profound we should do a two-parter. No, this is a, we literally have no context of episode 13 to 24. So these emotions may change again. We'll see the second half is going to be kind of a, a modge podge. Now, whether we make that an episode of the podcast, that's up to you guys. I would hope, you know, someone let us know if that would be a thing. You think that, Hey, when you do, uh, watch it, do an episode on it. I mean, I would like to because it's just a question of if we do an episode. Yeah, uh, we are well, going we could, to watch it for sure. Yeah, I mean, we can even just do a blurb in a Thursday episode. We could, but um, I was very disappointed we couldn't finish watching it because I wanted to do a full comprehensive review. Because sure. I think, I think while it's nice to sometimes do two parters, I feel like this one. Because it's so enjoyed, obviously, because of the rating. Yeah, right. 8.0. Yeah. 8.09. I really wanted to see why in one sitting. And unfortunately, due to circumstances, we couldn't. No. 
But um, yeah, I just think in the beginning, like I forgot how loud all the characters are. Yeah, this mostly is... just um, where oh Misaki, she is so loud. She's a bother for sure. I think she's not the worst, but she is certainly the pep in the step of this show. She is there to keep the energy. She is Sheena's polar opposite as far as energy goes. Mashiro Sheena is essentially she's like a robot the first couple episodes and then you slowly get into it a little bit more and you're like okay she just talks a little monotone but she starts kind of emoting a little bit more maybe but no like the shtick is she's just unexpressive you know doesn't talk much and when she does it's like really soft and quiet and she's very cute sure um it's just weird yeah i don't know the energy's all over the place because then you have Jin, who kind of seems almost to be like a ladies' man ish. But then, in the context of going to school, they're all judged by everyone. So I don't know. They're all kind of weirdos. Uh, Nanami ends up joining the squad. And she's just a workaholic. She's got jobs on jobs. She is truly a. Uh, well, I think she was trying to do all the jobs, if I remember correctly, because she was trying to make like paying for the school payments mm, yeah. to be in the dorms and then to not kill herself so much. That's why she moved to Sakura Hall. Yeah. Yep. 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 yep or yep. whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. And then she ends up finding herself low on money to live in the normal dorm. And that's why she ends up in Sakura. Yeah. Which uh, is not too bad. So who is your favorite character from the show so far? And who is your most not enjoyed character? Okay, Sure. I think, and especially in the context of episode 12 with the culmination of the create something for the festival arc, uh, Nanami, I think, took the cake as far as the character. I'm like, okay, like her a lot because I like her aesthetic. She's cute. She's got the, she's got the ponytail. We love it. Um, obviously has an interest in our main character. Sheena is going to be the fan favorite for who wants, you know, to win but I think she's cute. A little touch of normalcy in the show. She is basically, uh, you know, when you're drinking and you got the spins and you put your foot on the floor to stay grounded, uh, she is the foot on floor. I think she keeps the show <laughs> grounded 100%, stops it from spinning totally out of control. She keeps it a little wheeled in. Um, and then just aesthetically, there's something about the yellow eye characters. I don't know what it is. Because hmm. I believe there's a, a, I forget what the fate character is because I'm not like a fate guy but uh, there's a fake character that's got yellow eyes i'm like i like that oh i, I didn't like even, that a lot she has yellow eyes not of me yeah yeah oh she, well they're yeah they're like goldy hazel something sure yeah. all right did you know that her blood type is a <laughs> well now you know thanks to my anime list thank you my anime and list. she's a virgo wow <laughs> that's the kind of stuff when i'm watching a show i always wonder i'm like what are they what is their sign it tells you know, me so much about them. It's just like when the planets align and the stars and the, anyways, <laughs> I could go all day talking about, and by the way, that's a joke. I couldn't go all day talking about that because I don't know anything about it. Anywho, I'm a Capricorn. I do know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a mermaid goat. Oh, is it really? Yeah. It's like a goat with a fish butt. <laughs> it's a dumb one. It's kind of fun though. I, I mean, I'm Sagittarius. What is that? I don't uh, know. Like a. Like a centaur kind of thingy. Uh, so a Sagittarius. 
is the ninth astrological sign, which is associated with the constellation Sagittarius and spans 240, 270th degree of the Zodiac. Okay, can we get to the point? What the hell is it? Apparently, (laughs) it's just a bow and arrow. Oh, no, there it is. Constellation Zodiac sign. Sagittarius, yeah, it seems to be a centaur goat man with horns who has two tails and uh, shoots a bow at people. So it's Behezelbub. Or what is that name for uh, That's, the devil? That's like the goat? Yeah, Beezlebub. <laughs> goat, goats are terrifying. Their eyes oh, are yeah. we- weird. <laughs> there, was a, there was a bit of video one time that, I don't know if it was just on their farmland or what, and these the people open their front door and a goat's just sitting there, but it's tucked its ears. And it's just standing there staring. And she goes, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be on the porch. And then like closes the door and you can just see it staring through the glass. It's terrifying. Goats are, I don't like them. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Beezlebub is another name for Satan. Beezlebub. Yeah. Beezlebub. If there's a, if there's a movie that we're, that we watch and it's scary and there's some kind of that in it, Beezlebub, yeah. I'm kind of like, Ooh. That's kind of what gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, that's, that's like the proper... old school, like, um, cult kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. It gets, gets a little weird or a little quick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, back from the astrological talk <laughs> down to the devil, you know, as we do. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and I got to say my, my least favorite of mm-hmm. the characters thus far. Oh, that's, you know what? I got to, I got to give you credit. I wasn't expecting it. I'm going to go ahead and say the shut in, uh, Ryunosuke Akasaka. Okay. I uh, can't stand that dude. All he right. sucks. He just sucks. Right. Um, I'm a shut in. I'm smarter than you. Just shut up, nerd. You know what I mean? <laughs> Stay in your room then. I don't care. Whatever. Uh, but no, he's just always listening in and it's a funny quirk. I, I, it gets a lot less funny when he pops out and he's like literally scared of girls. It's like, Oh my God. It's, it's literally well, an I anime. Don't, I don't think he's necessarily scared. I think he just he doesn't says, like them. No. Oh, maybe he just says he doesn't like them. Yeah. Well, he's like, like, I hate women. I don't want to be around. He's just terrified of them is what he is. Uh, so yeah, I'd go ahead and say that he's my least favorite. Don't like him. Now I'm going to flip the script on you, baby. I have said baby so much this episode, baby. <laughs> I'm in a baby mood. Uh, who is your favorite and who, well, no, we know who your most despised is. That's going to be uh, Misaki, right? No. Are you kidding with that lead up? You, the way you talked I'm just her? saying she was so loud. She was. Like, there's just sometimes, and maybe it's just with the week we had, I'm like, can you just... You're at 10. I need you to dial it down to maybe five. The good thing is, is that energy <laughs> translates to her other voice acting roles. She is Kaori from Princess Connect, which is pretty, I mean, that, that tracks. Oh, all right. I don't remember that character. Yeah. You don't remember any of the Princess Connect characters. No, you no, know no. why? Because there's 500 of them. Yeah, well, because Carol's a bitch. <laughs> That's why you remember her. Pekarin. Pekarin. Kokoro. Yep. Uh, what's the guy's name? Yuki. Um, is it Yuki? Yuki? And that's, there's just them four, right? Oh, and then um, the pudding girl. I hate that one. That pudding motherfucker. Yeah, you really don't like pudding ghost. Yeah, so annoying. Um, Anywho, Anyways. no, my, my least favorite character, and I hate to say this because I, I feel like I'm, I might be, <laughs> I really don't like Sheena. Oh, you don't like the main girl? No, not so much. Oh, 
I, I think I'm starting to after the cultural festival and obviously Sarata going to the airport, wanting her not to leave. Yeah. And we see a little bit more of um, Sheena's emotional development and she's definitely always been a straight shooter for sure. She really will just put it out there for the main character. Yeah. I just think the oblivious nature that her quirk is, I'm not quite into it. Sure. I think it, again, I think because it took so long, nine episodes of like her being obnoxious. Sure. Kind of got under my skin a little bit. So I'm hoping that from 13 episodes to 24, that she keeps the momentum up. Yeah. I mean, onward and upward. And then my favorite character, and I, this is very loose uh, because I don't really like like any character. Okay. But I love that my favorite character, because of his brass, brash nature, is um, Ryunosuke, which is the character you don't like. Oh. The shut-in. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Well, there's the old flippity flop. <laughs> okay, interesting. No, no, I think there's enjoyable parts regarding that character. It's just like. I, I will admit that he is very obnoxious, only eating tomatoes. And people are like, or there was a part where they were like, oh, you should stop doing X, Y, Z. And they're when like. When he's talking to the teacher. Oh, well, no, I'm saying I think someone was of the other students who live in the dormitory. Sure. They were like, oh, you shouldn't say that because it's too harsh or whatever, like critiquing whatever he said. And he's like, that has no, um, you know, semblance on this conversation we're having. And I it's mean, like, okay, but people can still, crit- it doesn't matter what we're talking about. We <laughs> that's true, I guess. But I, So he's essentially just, he is the one you hate. He's Mashiro, Sheena, but just Brass balls version, like just goes with the, because I mean, Sheena's brash as well. It's just not in the ways that this dude is. He's just quick to go, hey, teach, by the way, I'm not going to pay attention. I'm here just to, so I don't get fined. You know what I mean? He's just sitting there going, I'm just going to go ahead and sit here. No, I'm not listening to you teach. And also forget you. I'm just trying to get my attendance up. Yeah, which is pretty funny. I mean, again, I don't hate that character. It's just my least favorite on screen going to be him because it's like, okay, here comes the witty banter. And it's like, okay, well. Well, I would say. He did. He put Rita in the shadow realm, though. He shadow realmed her for sure. Out in the rain, no less. True. Mm -hmm. And I loved how we thought when she was leaving that he was giving her his email address. And he was like. Oh, this is Sarata's. Here, here's Sarata's. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. That was funny. Um, but no, I think I do enjoy Jin a lot. I feel like we haven't seen like okay. enough of him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't enjoy really any of the girls. What? Not, not me? Come on. Uh, Cootie. Mm. Okay, she's not. That's what I meant. <laughs> uh, what about uh, Sengoku? Chihiro. The teacher that uh, the teacher of the dorm, who's basically just there, lazy, doesn't care about anything except for drinking and dating men, <laughs> with no a cross around her there. neck, no less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she kind of the the character. I actually feel really bad for that. I hope we get some more insight on as we watch. Is the poor other classmate who confessed his feelings in episode 12 to Nanami and you see him you know in a previous episode kind of getting all flustered around her 
And it's like, oh, obviously everyone knows. Rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> that guy got domed. <laughs> he had shot. Yeah. Unfortunate, but you know what? Got to give her credit. She at least just said, oh yeah, nah, nah, sorry about that. Yeah. Not happening. Later. That's That's how you create a nice guy right there. So I'm wondering how it's going to progress through the show. Uh, Nanami and her feelings towards Sorata and then obviously Mashiro's and Sorata's relationship. Like who, yeah. who's going to win out? That's a great question. You know who I don't want to win out in any aspect and I hope I never see her again in this show. Uh, I did, actually, I just remember who's my least favorite. The little sister? The little sister is my <laughs> least favorite in the show. Never mind. You know what? I think we can both uh, equally actually, I'll take Sheena back. Bingo. And we'll do you. She sucks. She sucks. Get her out of here. And luckily they did. She better not come back. <laughs> Akasaka, the more I'm saying, and that's probably not even how you say his name. You know what? The more I'm saying his name, the more I'm liking him. So, you know what? We'll put him as a pass. And yeah, sister, you're awful. Stop it. Get out of here. Ew. Uh, yeah. I think that straightens everything up. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, I think I, I was more accepting of it right away because obviously I'm more accepting of most of the anime kind of <laughs> quirkiness. Yeah. This is a very anime anime. And I think that if we watched it and kept with it and like watched it in a, in a more frequent basis, you would enjoy it. I think this is a show so easily, especially this first section, the first half that we had watched in the past it was very easy to forget. If we didn't go back and watch, I really wouldn't have known what was going on. Truly needed a reset. Could that just be me? Probably. Well, and that's one of my other critiques, which I don't think I'm going to be able to understand fully until we finish watching all 24. Okay. But after watching, what is the last show? Hold on. Let me look at our schedule because I don't. Romantic Killer. Okay. A very concise, to the point, 12 episode show. Yeah. What fat needs to be trimmed from this pig? Because I don't wow. think it needs to be 24 episodes. Wow. If I cannot, and I've read reviews where people say it's a slow burn in the beginning. Uh, we need to be moving this along a little bit. Mm. And I've heard there's no resolution to the end of the show. So uh, plastic, mem er, <laughs> whoa, plastic whoa, whoa. memories. No, sorry, that was my next point. Let me just quickly get that out. So the chick who is the teacher of the dorm. Okay. She's also the voice actress of Sukasa's boss in oh. uh, Plastic Memories. So oh, sorry. Interesting. Anywho, what you were just saying on topic. Yeah, yeah. Uh say it again. Oh, does this show need to be trimmed? Yeah. No, no, and no. Oh, that's what it was. You heard that this show doesn't end well? It doesn't like have a good resolution at the end. Mm, well, I think that's probably in part and don't get me wrong. The show adapts the first six novels and part of the seventh novel. And there's eight. And you there's, said. I, I believe. Eight volumes? Of the light novel, there's 13. Okay. So we're, I mean, there's, there's more that could be done. They're just probably based on the timetable. And then as we're watching and when it came out. Don't think it'll happen. Yeah, I think that is okay. We have great shows that have not had resolutions. That's anime, though. I think that's the meme. And people love this, obviously. It's got an eight rating. Mm -hmm. Why? And the source material is there. It's not like you're waiting for it like a Maiden Abyss or whatever situation. Sure. Why 
wouldn't you pump the cash cow and give then the we'd people hate what it. they want? You know, there's no winning. That's the problem. Because if they pump the <laughs> cash cow, we'd hate it too. <laughs> I think this is, and I think there's a lot of anime and maybe this is where we have a slight disconnect. Because again, me and you, yes, we want development. We want a point. We want some resolution. I do forget that there is some people that when they watch something, it's more about the ride than anything, mm. which is respectable for sure. This ride, though, it would have to be a hell of a ride for the crash of an end because Game of Thrones was a pretty damn decent show that ended bad. And I was like, what? Bed. I was like, was not worth the watch then. Mm. Gone. Never, never will I watch it again. Sorry if you're a Game of Thrones fan. I mean, we're all in, cons- everyone who watched it was in consensus that the end uh, was awful. And everyone's like, oh, well, you know, maybe, maybe I'll now I'll read the book. Yeah. You seen those books? No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I, tr- we tried, did I you try, try audio? No, it, right? no. I bought the first one and I was, I was going to read it on the plane ride to Nihong, but unfortunately right. uh, it was to Nihong and I didn't want to. I tried listening to them. I got through three or four books. I oh, had to stop. You? Oh, yeah. Dang. I got basically up to or past the Red Wedding, which I think is three books. Oh, my gosh. Is and that when they spill the red punch all over every guest? Yes. Including the wife. The, <laughs> the bride, I mean, not wife. Well, she yeah. is a wife. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of people that call their wives my bride? Not a fan of it generally. Yeah. You think it's just cringe or what? there's just less words. You, you, don't, you can just say, yeah, that's my wife. But my wife and my bride are the same amount of words. You know, when you put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't know. I, you were my bride that night and now you're my wife. That's how I, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. The bride. You're a bride for one day. Maybe a couple days on that honeymoon bliss. Yeah. Oh my but, gosh. By the way, just... Just you just booked uh, an- another yes, honeymoon vacation. I did. Guess Great. where we're going? Nihon, our backyard <laughs> to work on it uh, this spring. <laughs> planting, uh, planting, and eating we want. Uh, yeah. Anywho, and then also in this, this is not to be put on the books. Granted, we're recording this, and there's evidence of it. We we did start watching this on Crunchyroll, from what I could remember, and we were weirded out because we were going to look for the show and we couldn't find it. Well, I believe, and I had said this a couple of weeks ago, of Sentai uh, Filmworks, who has the rights to some anime in the United States of America, uh, acquired or, or got into a partnership with High Dive. So now it's on High Dive. I don't know. And apparently it's also on Netflix. In certain regions, but mm-hmm. yeah, high dive is now the spot for this show. Uh, it just continues to high dive is making it's making sure that it is a competitor to Crunchyroll. There's so many you basically need both now. Yeah, Hulu attempted with Tokyo Revengers, but then realized that we weren't going to be watching ads like that. Yeah. Um, speaking of streaming services, we speaking need to check of- Disney and see if. Summertime rendering is I know. There I've heard that it's out of Disney jail. That would be great because I really want to watch that show. Hammer Mommy. Hammer Mommy has been on my mind for a long time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So big, big fan of that. Now, when it came to actually watching it and get back into it, as we had kind of said, slow rolled, certainly near the end of these 12 episodes with the festival thing, much, 
much better. And it's because we're starting to get a little bit of more of a uh, under the surface peek into our characters. I think something charming about Sorata, this is basically to me a much more charming Saikano. Okay. You know, I like the girls of Saikano more than this, but, mm. and granted the same voice actor, so it works perfectly, but Sorata is way more bearable in this because he's got a dream. He is kicking ass for it. Like his first big thing that we see for him is that this video game pitch, he's been chosen to go pitch his idea to this uh, panel of people. So he's preparing, he's making sure to do a, like walk through his presentation every single day up until the thing, you know, he's preparing, he's working hard. It's not like a new age version of working hard. You know, when we're in art school and people are like, well, I didn't turn it in, but I expected an A. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Nice working hard there, chode boy (laughs) or girl. (laughs) Girls can be chode heads too. Um, In this case, I mean, hardworking. And then it's a very charming episode and it's a good tell of just the amount of friendship that grows within being at the Sakura dormitory because obviously they're all judged at a very instant level for even being there, but the, the growth and the quirkiness that they all endure and become uh, one with allows them to have quick connections. So he doesn't get picked. He's bummed. And he goes through what we all go through when we're, you know, quote unquote, working hard. A lot of people, not as hard as others, but when you attempt to do something and you put in even a medium amount of effort, when something doesn't come out of it, what do you go to when it fails? crap was this even worth it should i stop doing it is this a waste of time you know the the list goes on and on and on so we get a main character doing that in this little comedy and i'm like oh i wonder how like deep they're going to go into it and it was really charming because they keep it very surface level but they do manage to show you that keen sting that we you know is relatable but then gives you the fun, quirky anime-ness of sneaking into the pool and doing a little bit of showcasing of the girls in swimsuits. That's anime. Nanami, uh, Sheena, they're even building in those small moments of this weird little disconnect for our main character, too, uh, of he's very willing to compliment Nanami, but not Sheena, They kind of do that throughout the show, but as they're doing the swimming thing, then this point hits where suddenly he's happy again, something's turned around and it just goes to show, you know, sometimes, you know, when things don't work out, obviously don't go crazy and just quit what you're doing. You might need to just find where that motivation might be in this case with uh, Sorata is basically, you know what, this is a blast. Thank you guys. This just shows me I got to keep working hard at it. And that's the thing you got to take. If you're really into something, don't let the first dud stop you. Just keep ripping. And I I actually want to take this theme a little deeper. Oh, let's handle it. So Sarata comes back and is and has been rejected from his pitch. Yep. And Sheena at the same time had a meeting to see if her manga was going to be serialized. Mm-hmm. And she was accepted. And she comes to him, says that it's going to be serialized. And she's probably, she's either maybe just letting him know or maybe because she's testing him at this point, like fishing for compliments. Yeah. And because she's been trying to find out what love is too. So I'm sure she's trying to navigate that. Are we all trying to figure that out? (laughs) Anime's always trying. But um, 
you know, Sarata obviously just being rejected from this thing he worked really hard on and Sheena obviously can being so talented and having a natural gift yeah. was very, I'm going to say easy. It's probably easier for her because she has this latent talent and yeah. he's having to work a little harder. He's got the sting. And I think anyone, it doesn't have to be art, but anything you're working hard towards when you see someone else that you potentially know succeeding, it's hard to feel happy for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I think that's one thing that I really love that my dad instilled in me was when I was doing good at something, he would say, just remember, there's always someone better. So you kind of have that realistic standard like, <laughs> hey, look, dad, I got first. So someone did better. Like, oh, thanks. No, there's definitely something to that. For yeah. Sure. So just to kind of like um, gauge your expectations, I think of yourself. Yeah. And I think also, as we see later on by episode 12, well, not even that. So we see Rita comes on the scene. She tells Sarata that she will destroy you because she, Sheena is such a shining and blinding light of talent that she will destroy anyone's ambitions when it comes to art. Mm -hmm. And I love how he takes Sheena and uses her as motivation to be better. Yeah. Which I think, I think a lot of people don't think of doing, like taking someone that you really aspire and using that not as like a, not degrading, but like, oh, I'm never going to live up to that. Like Rita Mm -hmm. did. And using that as a flame, like I need to work harder because I want to be at that level. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's such a versatile thing. And I'm glad that they expound and showed the multifaceted nature of Sheena showing well, Sorata, as you said, gets motivated from this thing, which is a great mindset to be in. But most of us are Rita's when, when, you know, I say I want to like get into drawing some anime, right? The problem is the internet shows me all of these artists that create some incredible things because one, they have time, two, they're more passionate about it than I. And it's, it's really hard to, and especially if it's just a hobby, most hobbies die right there on the table because a hobby is just that, like it needs to have an extra little spark to go in and and push it that extra little bit farther, right? So the Rita thing is like it. That's most things. And I, it's just finding that nice balance in between because I, as mentioned, when I'm trying to draw anime, I get really frustrated, like, like just draw a character or anything. So I practice and practice. I'm, I'm more so now, um, and, and it actually was kind of Duolingo. That was a weird thing that showed me that I needed to switch up how I was doing things. A lot of times when I get into something, I start it and, and actually I've heard of a lot of people doing this, but like, if you can't do it good right away, people don't want to do it. But the problem is failure is 100% the best way to remember something. That's why flashcards are it. When you're growing up and you do flashcards, it's because crap, I get this one wrong every time. Well, now the neurons are connecting that I got this wrong last time. It was this and it was this. So even just drawing wrong, I'm a guy who is like, oh, I want pristine. Like I, I have a problem with a fresh sketchbook. I can't even start the thing. <laughs> so I've actually heard some people, they take the first page and they just scribble the shit out of it. They just destroy the front page and they're like, there, now this book's not perfect. Get in there and start drawing. And that's mm. kind of the mindset. I was like, okay, well, yeah, I got to just do it. So a lot of pages are just like half done drawings. Cause it's like, I just end up going, oh, I'm too tired or whatever. 
I don't erase them. I don't do anything crazy. I just go, okay, we'll pick them up next time. And then I, you know, I'll do this. So if there's anything worth getting good at, it's worth failing at it to get better at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching, it's a very charming uh, little video and it's good to see the guy doing well with it. But every time I go on YouTube, now my algorithm shows him uh, and it showed him on like YouTube or shorts or whatever, but there is a guy who, um, his name is, uh, El Estepario Siberi- Siberiano. Best of luck to you. But he <laughs> is a guy who will come up, maybe it's on TikTok or just YouTube shorts, but he is a one-handed drummer. Like he can oh. play some really difficult stuff one-handed as a challenge. He also, no, he has two hands. He'll play also other covers, but like what really started getting me with him was when he was playing these incredible things with just one hand. It's like, wow, what a, what a badass. Well, he just passed. He's at 1.5 million subscribers on YouTube now, but for his 1 million, he did a, my story thing. And he's just a charming dude. He's just basically talking about it. He's like, oh yeah, it's like, I'm not gifted at drumming at all. He goes, I just get pissed when I'm not like trying my hardest and trying to get good at something. So he goes, I mean, I've so I've been doing this for X amount of time, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you can find that motivation anywhere. Is it going to stick all the time? No. And I think that's the biggest thing that is super tough with anything. I've, I've had my down and out moments with everything. There's times with the video or the motion graphic stuff that I do for like my career. And it's like, there's days I'm like, man, maybe I'm not good. Like it's so easy to sink into it because you can see what some other people are doing on the internet. And that's where it truly is where when people are like, I don't like the internet. I was like, okay, chill out. It's just the internet. But there is something to it. There is so much out there that it is basically a defeat simulator. Like, oh, hey, you want to pick anything up? Here's a video on how to do it. And then, oh, recommend it up next. Just here's someone doing it perfectly the first time. All right, go out and do it. And then when it doesn't work, you're like, this thing sucks. I suck, whatever I'm, I'm working on. It. It's like, no, you just, yeah, you, you just got to keep a, a, a chugging along. And I think that is the bread and butter of Sakurazo here mm-hmm. is it's a nice, charming tale of people not giving up. You've got even the annoying, loud Misaki is phenomenal. She just loves creating these stories and she's just super outward about it. Obviously don't annoy people like she does, but if you're passionate about something, share with your friends a little story you're trying to create. Don't get weird and like try and hide it behind. I mean, just obviously passion uh, can motivate others. Even if I'm not into like, I don't know, sewing or any of that. When you're like, Hey, I found out how to do this. And like, I look at that dress in the corner, I'm like, dude, she's killing it. That gets me motivated. It's like, man, I should probably proper. I got to learn something new with what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I wasn't expecting this from that first four episodes. Cause mm-hmm. it was like, Ooh, okay. Show's pretty good. It's quirky. We're getting the cast all built up and don't get me wrong. I think it's, I, I think it was a very slow start. Not as slow as you think it was, but yeah, they needed to speed it up a little bit in the beginning for sure. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it wasn't a slow start. Maybe I just, I wasn't hooked like with enjoying it. I yeah. was more so like gritting my teeth, gritting my teeth. Um, while we finish talking on this subject, sure. something along the lines of episode nine to 12 that I also wanted to touch on was Rita's 
brazenness of wanting Sheena to come back to England and do the fine arts versus the manga. How did you feel when she was very forceful on pushing her to want to come back? And like, Hmm. I don't want to continue because I want to hear what you want to say first. Uh, It's tough because I think that's a good friend. I think Rita is saying it from a point of she cares. She might also, in a selfish way, want that motivation back. Well, no, it wasn't much motivation. It was killing her motivation. So I I, I wasn't sure, obviously, her intention right away. But that brazenness and at least that attempting to say it to her, that's like the, the renown that Sheena had. We're not talking that, oh, she's just very good and she has potential. It's like, no, no, no. She's reached her potential. She could be set for life. She is incredible. People love her art. They will buy it. They will do that. That's not that unrealistic to think someone would come by and be like, hey, stop with this stupid manga thing and just come back. Yes, she can be successful with manga, but why even try if you've already got a foundation along with five floors built? We're not even talking a two-story house. We're talking this is a mansion. Five are built. Just come on back. Was she a little too forward with it? Sure. I think it was more of, um, you know, in a more realistic sense, it'd be the approach of, hey, you know, like the manga thing's cool and all, but I'm telling you back home, people are still obsessed with you. I really think you should come home. Mm. Pretty stoked on all your stuff back there. I would. Well, why? So go ahead and tell me what's the. So I was really torn with hating Rita pushing her so much. Was, she I, did do it a lot. It was a bit much. Yeah. And I, and I'm just going off that fact. Mm-hmm. Like if she was maybe a little not as crazed about it, maybe my feelings would be different. But my viewpoint is, of course, Sheena has her, her very uh, limited and direct mindset. She yeah. doesn't really think a lot of things through X, Y, Z, whatever. Sure. Um, but we all have autonomy over ourselves and the choices we make. So while Sheena is off and I don't think the painting they chose to show in the (laughs) gallery was, was the most like, (gasps) you know, like I wasn't blown away by Mm. any means of like, oh my gosh, she's a, of course, like she needs to be doing this. It was whatever. Um, Subjective. Sure. But, um, I, if, if Sheena wants to do the manga, if that is what she is passionate about, I guess it's only in this moment and that might end up being finite. Uh, just let her do what she wants to do. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I don't think it matters if she's good at it or I, I should say is excellent at it. True. But maybe she's tired of doing that. Devil's advocate. Yeah. Rita's got Sheena's dad on speed dial. Mm. So the dad could be pressuring. It could be all these multitude of factors on top of that. Rita is also given up because she's like, I can't do what Sheena's doing. And then Sheena spits on her and says, all right, bored out of here. But we find out it's hard for me to piece feet piecemeal but we find out that Rita is the one who introduced Sheena to the manga because she was so upset that true a Sheena was good and she obviously she thought Rita thought that Sheena didn't care that after 10 years of painting together 
that everyone else had left because they were so devastated by Sheena's talent. Yeah. Um, that so, was such a charming moment, though, when Sheena's like, well, no, I loved having you as a friend. It's like, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. That's just one thing that kind of annoyed me quite a bit. Oh, was, that was the one thing? It wasn't the slow start? <laughs> well, one of the multitude of things that sure. annoyed me. Uh, yeah, because I don't know. I It's hard for me to put myself in that perspective of if I knew someone who was great at something and they wanted to do something else that they really loved and were passionate about, mm-hmm. would I... Would I not want to support them in that new, it's not like she can't ever go back to doing fine sure. art, you know. It depends on what kind of a friend you want to be, you know. It's, so. uh, I, I'm a very, I am very direct as a friend. I think it's given me a certain type of a connotation. I think I can be seen as a little bit of an asshole. <laughs> But as I've said in the past, it's all obviously based on caring so much and seeing the potential and wanting people to, um, you know, chase after that. I try and have as much tact as I can, uh, but sometimes it just obviously drops off. But no, I I don't know. There's something I respect about that forwardness. She is very forward, but there is something of like, she's caught into the chatter. Here's the deal. She's in town. She wants to come back with you. That's what it is. Uh, Sheena doesn't seem to be someone who even responded to it. So she's like, all right, well, until I get a response, I'm hounding you. But then as they start going through this festival thing, trying to get everything ready, we get that admission where, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm here to help. Hey, I won't even bother you with it until we get this done. It was charming. I, I think where the show does have a good pace is the turnaround of characters. We're not having to wait too long for the characters to start showing their true colors and, and, and get a good vibe. That was great with romantic killer, rich kid hated his guts. Scene one, <laughs> scene three. I'm like, never mind. Kids are pretty easy. G. You know, <laughs> he even got a job. Like it's like, well, rich kids don't do that. That's a, that's just a good, that's just a good guy right there. Um, but if anyone's into, uh, Pet Girl Sakura. So I'm, and this isn't this isn't sponsored by Sentai. But if you go to SentaiFilmworks.com, I don't know if this is a timely thing, but it should be good to uh, mention. If you've wanted to own the physical copy of this uh, on Blu-ray, it's normally it's they could be doing the Coles thing. I don't know, but it says it's normally eighty nine ninety eight. It is on it, right now. You could just get this on this complete show on Blu-ray for twenty nine dollars. That's not bad for an entire show. 24 episodes for 29 hours. It's a buck, uh, buck 10 per. I'm not doing the math. I don't know. It's a buck some <laughs> per, per episode. Sounds dope. Just get it. Um, if you like the show enough. I, I'm so tempted just because it's like, seemed like a decent deal. And that's where capitalism's got me. Mm-hmm. But then I see they're also taking pre-orders for Made in Abyss, the Golden City of the Scorching Sun complete collection. Uh, so that previous season, forty eight ninety nine, baby, I can't do it. That's a lot. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, give me $20 a season. I don't think that's a bad idea. Oh, yeah. That's because I don't want to pay the amount they're saying. So, of course, it would be a good idea. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the last thing we can talk about, and I don't think it would be too long. Talk to me. But how cool their culture festival idea was. 
the little video game. Oh, so fun. And it shows one, an instant pivot from the devastation that was getting, you know, turned down with his thing and showing that our main character is truly going to keep powering forward because they come up with a great idea to utilize and create a quote unquote game that involves an entire theater of people at the festival and they're cheering and their decisions with these weird magical wands, which I'd love to know the, the logistics behind that. But it was like, if you raise your right hand and it's this really cool experience that they put together, obviously. Uh, no, I thought it was super neat. I thought the buildup for it was great. The one thing that confused me was initially they only show like the first thing we see of the game is like these 3D renders of like the cat thing fighting the other daily. Uh, I know very descriptive, but I had seen them like painting. And so I'm like, what are they painting? This is a 3D. <laughs> and then eventually you see that they made cutscenes. I'm like, okay, that reminds That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I would absolutely, if I was in high school and I saw a production like that created by the weirdos of Sakura Hall, I'd be like, okay, well they're, they're done. They don't even need to finish school because they're going to be famous for doing this anyways. That production value, I don't know what the, listen, I know it's fake, but that was a pretty, uh, that was a pretty uh, stellar moment and the, everyone loved it. I, and then it was weird because they have this build up to an epiphany of, we should have people like profess things. And then as they yell their love for the robot, then it'll use its final move. And I'm like, Oh, they're putting so much into this. Maybe this will be a success. And it's just straight dotting out. And it wasn't for our main, sh uh, Shino, Shino, mm -hmm. Shino, Shino. Why am I saying? Oh, uh, Shino ends up actually yelling something and it's like, well, boom, we're seeing so much little bit of development here. And then it turns into a pretty comedic moment. I like that they took it from a tense moment of, oh my gosh, this is actually going to fail, which one of the characters said, hey, if we make this change and it sucks, I mean, it's on you. And it, it, it ends up kind of going that way uh, until it doesn't, which is fun. And mm -hmm. so the one guy, and that was before his confession, he's like, did you hear what I yelled in the theater? And then he confesses. That's right. It's like, oof, yikes. Yeah. Hey, he shot his shot and it's still the cold, the, the bitter sting of a rejection at least beats out the slow burn of a questioning something for a long time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A lot of people are too nervous to get an answer. Well, it's like, well, would you, it's kind of like in the scenario of stressing about a speech, mm. you know? Uh, back in the high school days or something like that. It's like you're stressing for the entire week. Oh my God, on Friday. On Friday, I have to do it. And exactly. And it gets you this pit in your stomach. You're like, I don't want to do it. You get up there. Yeah, it sucks. It's pretty uncomfortable. It's like throwing up. Doing a speech is like throwing up. <laughs> it's like it's super uncomfortable, but then you're like, oh, I feel better than that's done. You know? Yeah. And then you realize if I really just stopped stressing for that entire week, this would have just been like, most things in the context of uh, it is, I think the worry is the worst part. Mm -hmm. So this, this was a good uh, example of, of, uh, you know, he just, he got his answer. It sucked, but guess what? He's, he's ready to go. Now he can uh, suit up, lace them boots up and get after another girl. Um, side question for you. Yeah. Have you ever confessed to a girl and she rejected you anime style? Um, not anime style, but yeah, no, I, I basically, it was back in the aim days. I think I messaged. Oh, girl. I was like, Hey, you're super cute. I dig you. And said, you guys went to high school together? <gasps> oh, actually, no, it's happened in person as well. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. And then there was one time I'm like, I'm like, Oh man, you know what? Today's the day. I ended up leaving. I think this was. I need more details. What? How old? 
Okay, I was just about to say it. Oh, I, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm like the beginning of the show. Give me a second, please. Sorry. Um, <laughs> too funny. I think eighth grade. Okay. Yes. I'm going to go ahead and say eighth grade. Yeah, it had to have been around then. Actually, no, I've actually let some, I've let plenty of girls and they're like, hey, I think I dig you. And then there was ones like, oh, I just got a boyfriend. I'm like, oh, that sucks. Like, <laughs> no, she was just put, she was just letting me down easy. Uh, Super nice on her. Good on her. She laughed like a goose. It was weird. Oh, oh. Yeah, she was one of those girls. It was a weird laugh. But, uh, but no, the eighth grade one is I was like nervous. I'm like, you know, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And she was in my, uh. She was in my uh, confirmation class at church too. Oh. So I was like, so that's how I got to know her. And I was like, oh, I'm kind of digging her. Wouldn't have known the side of her, like, cause she had a different persona at school and whatever. So I was like, you know what? Yeah. So I get out of there. I'm like, hey, so listen. She goes, yeah, listen, I, I know it's your, nah, we're fine. I'm like, oh, okay. I was just going to, I'm like, I don't know if she knows what I'm saying. I'm like, we're talking like I was going to, that I like you. She goes, no, 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 I get that. She goes, I just, I don't think we're going to date. I'm like, oh, okay. Wow. That's brutal. She really delivered it like that. She kind didn't of. let you finish. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think it was just, yeah, here's the thing though, respect. And it stung for a little bit. I'm like, okay, that sucks ass, but hmm. at least I don't got to see her questioning anything. She let it known. I was like, okay, cool. That's true. At the end of the day, none of us knew what we were doing in eighth grade. True. Gosh. Yeah. Honestly, most people don't know what they're doing even in their 20s. Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> but um, We're not in our 20s. We yeah. What about anymore. you? Did you ever, I mean, have you ever turned someone down? Um, well, I ghosted two people when I met you, basically. Well, Does yeah, because I forced you to. <laughs> well, not forced you to, <laughs> basically told your friend, I'm like, hey. Because I think she had asked, how are things going with Danielle? I go, I don't know. But I saw on Facebook, she got flowers from two different guys. So I'm not talking to her until she stops talking to them. Apparently, you got that message. I ghosted. Done. I do feel a little guilty about that. Why? They saw. It took. It was a month later and then me and you were like officially dating. They knew. That's just the True. game. I mean, yeah. heck, you, you want to talk about cold. You... During the fashion show that you so brilliantly were the treasurer of and raised the funds for, hence how I met you with the uh, grilled cheese sales at our school. Uh, rest in peace. The uh, <laughs> Illinois Art Schomburg <laughs> sued into the ground. I think you said that, but I'm going to keep saying it because I love hearing about it. Uh, no, when I went to the fashion show, I met up with you. You were looking like a straight dime, by the way. That was a, we were still in the butterfly stage. I saw you like, this girl still, she got it. Uh, but then you were so busy. You were doing your thing. You're like, okay, hey, listen, let me walk you in there. You walked me right up to this other dude, John. Oh. And uh, you're like, hey, uh, blah, blah, blah. This is uh, Tom. You guys should sit by each other, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. I did that to you? Yeah. Oops. And then we sat next to each other and he's like, oh, yeah, so you, you, you know Danielle? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And we, we no, and I don't even know if I ever told you that. We were sitting there like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, cool. You, you've been hanging out? I go, oh, yeah, a decent amount for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I, I'm pretty sure he liked you. So oh, he no, kind of basically. did. Yeah, I know he did 100% because he oh. got you a Valentine's card. He made you a Valentine's card at one point. He did. Yeah. It was like an illustration of me and him on like a box that I think had chocolates in it. It was pretty. Yeah. I mean. It was adventure time. 
like looking oh, characters. Was it? I can't even yeah. remember. Yeah. It's still impressive. I mean, good on the guy shooting a shot for sure. Um, but yeah, he walked me right up to him and basically said, Hey, talk to this guy. And then I just crushed his dreams right there. So, I mean, you just, you've done some coal. That's a mercenary shit. Yeah. Yeah. You hired me to. Do you know what I like if I can vent some laundry right now? Oh, uh oh. So, um, wait, first time laundry or what? Sure. I don't think I've. Oh I don't boy. think I, I think I'm only realizing right now. Okay, go ahead. So when I was younger, I wouldn't say I was ugly, right? You've seen pictures of me. I was like kind of cute, but I was a dork, no, right? Oh, yeah, you were a dork, but you were cute. And I think I was so like, when you're in that like grade school and you're starting to like, as a girl, probably obsessed a little too much about boys, like sure. that you have crushes on, whatever. I think I scared a lot of the guys that like I had crushes on. So well, I- Well, collecting their hair and creating dolls <laughs> is a bit- that's a little bit weird. <laughs> At least you then made clothes out of their hair for their hair dolls. You did the complete set. That was kind of fun. Tom is joking. I yes. didn't do that. Oh, yeah. Look in the eyes. Of course, it's a joke. <laughs> um, But yeah, so there, there was a very long stint in my life and going into high school where I would like guys and they were never reciprocated. And so... Yeah, that's most of everyone's life. Yeah. Well, and then I would like kind of get romantically attached to people that like gave me attention. Mm-hmm. And I think I, in my mind, thought that I liked them. Sure. When everyone wants to be wanted. Sure. That's yeah. A, yeah. And I, I think I was in some like emotional relationship. I couldn't date in high school. Yeah, of course. So I was like in emotional relationships with people that they actually liked me. And I... I kind of, I think I fed it a little bit too much when I, I realized I probably didn't like this person, mm. but I was like, just so happy that someone was giving me attention. <clears throat> um, yeah. So I think that obviously then metastasized into college and poor, poor John. Yeah. Bless him. But yeah. Although man, I was too busy. I wasn't trying to give him too much attention. Yeah. Trust me. I know. Yeah, I made you wait. <laughs> yeah. Like, listen, I really got to do this fashion show. I'm like, this sucks. It sucks. But I just waited. That's what it is. Yeah. I only, it was only like a month. I listen, I was back. I, I was I was digging you. I didn't have a month. I know. I'm sorry. Thank you for waiting, though. Yeah, Look at our right. life now. Yeah. Time. So, yeah, that was my, I think I, like, sitting here, I was just like, man. I was, like, so starved for attention. I was willing to take anything. Sure. I, Which that's is sad. Kids. I mean, that's kids. Yeah. That, we, we all did that. And then I think back like when I was in grade school and like the guys that I liked in grade school, obviously I went further through on into high school with these people. And it's like, did they always think that I was crazy? I don't know. That's just something like, and then I cringe, it's, like <sighs> remembering things that I like had written in my diary, which I got to tell you. Reading my diary, I came across it one day and Tom and I would every night read a page. Well, because you wanted I, to. And then I, I remember to I was die. Like, yeah, I was reading one once. You're like, can you stop? I'm like, you asked me to do this. You've done this. And then Tom's like, who is this person? I don't even remember who I'm writing about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just cringe. I mean, that's my, when I think back to most things. I think I was very, I think I'm still relatively awkward, but like, no, there's some very painful, like (laughs) things that people aren't even thinking about that. I'm like, I can't even believe that I did that, you know? 
Um, but I think that's the fun thing is smiling through it because at the end of the day, most people are so into how they're going to be perceived that even little things like that, they don't remember. I mean, if you, if you like take a steamer in your pants on the bus, no, that's living forever. Like that's not going away. (laughs) But like, you know, if you do anything weird, like, oh, your voice cracked in uh, third period when you were trying to give a speech, it's like, yeah, I mean, they're going to definitely, you're getting the treatment. They're going to be calling you something, but that'll fade quick. No one remembers it. And I think the f- fun thing is really not letting it happen via like a weird high school reunion. I didn't go to mine. I didn't go um, to mine. Because I think that's too forced, but I do love this new reconnection I've been doing of like, you know, well, the people that you actually want to. I exactly. think most reunions are a collection of people that you don't really care to see. I would still, I think, <laughs> like to just to see how folks are doing. But like, mm. obviously, if there's enough care for me to attempt to talk to someone, they will see that as well. It's not like, a oh, they happen to go to this reunion. That's just mm. like, oh, we're both here. But if, if I reach out to mm. like my buddy Scott. Mm. obviously he knows why are you reaching out? Well, he wants to talk. And then if that can either be charming or ew, no thanks. Cause I did call another buddy and leave a voicemail. He never called me back. And I, I mean, it doesn't affect me one iota and it's just like, okay, well at least I gave it a go, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been a very, um, yeah, there's something sentimental, uh, just about different s- stages of life. And I think I've, I've hit this kind of, I'm very happy with you and Faye and I'm doing so well with that, that it's like, it's just kind of got me thinking and like, oh man, it would be great to just see how other folks are doing with their life. And I'm glad that, that you can do that. Cause I can't. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, people have been looking at me like I'm crazy at work. Like I'm like, oh yeah. And I just like randomly called a number in my phone that might be a guy from high school. They're like, you what? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, what's the worst that can happen? And one of them goes, they answer. That well, the, is the worst that could happen. The meme for our generation is, uh, you know, you go to call your doctor to make an appointment and you're just sweating. sweating. And yeah. it's like, okay, we need to get a, a grip on our society. Here. Which I got to tell you, like going back to the message of like a bandaid, just getting it over with and not worrying, texting and doing everything via all that is just a way. I don't want a 50 back and forth conversation. If I call on the phone and go, hey, dog. I heard you skipped out on the party last night. Oh yeah, no, sorry, man. I just didn't feel like going. Okay, sweet. Not a, hey, how you doing? Doing good. How you doing? Cool. Hey, about that party. The texts could go on forever. It's like, no, let's just get down to the, just talk to me for love of all that is holy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So I think it annoys some people. And especially when I'm on my drive, it's like, I call them. Like it can be a short thing. Like they're texting me and I call them and I'm like, I can feel that once my name pops up on their front, they just go, no, I don't. Damn it. Hey, what's up? You know, that like that, that quick little thing, but. Funny. It is funny, isn't it? Funny, isn't it? Funny, isn't it? Um, but yeah, and then and, and I think, I, I really hope this show keeps it up into the next 12. Again, if, if you guys are interested in a second part of this, please let us know. Um, can even be as short as do it on the comment of this on Instagram or just hitting us up in the discord, obviously. And, um, I think we've had a nice solid upward exponential curve going on. I've thoroughly enjoyed the last several episodes dealing with the festival. I've felt an emotional connection to some of these characters a little bit as quirky as they are. 
Um, and I'm, I'm really excited to, to finish this one out. I think we're on a good tear as far as the shows we're watching are ultimately ones that I'm thinking, uh, are, are worth their, uh, their, their weight in, in, uh, focaccia bread. Oh, yum. Loaf of focaccia. Oh, baby. I love that pizza focaccia I get from Trader Joe's. I should pick some up this week. When it's like a nice treat. When we're really feeling frosty and we walk into Trader Joe's for once. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's all Aldi's now, baby. Um, all right. Speaking of babies, um, I'm going to go sleep like one <laughs> until four when the baby gets us up. Well, you have to work tomorrow, so I'll be getting up today. Yeah, we'll see. It kind of felt nice to get up and just relax for an hour in the middle of the night. Oddly enough, I know that sounds weird, but there was something very relaxing of having the little body heater of Faye laying on me while I'm just rocking in her chair. And I was just chilling on the phone for a minute. Mm. I didn't bring my phone with me last time. So I was just. It's probably for the best. It's easier to go back to sleep if you're not staring at oh, a screen. Oh, no. I was up for another hour, I think, or at least a half hour. I could not turn my brain off again. Oh. Yeah. All mm. right. Well, hopefully. Yeah. And I was cold. I had to put my. Socks on before I went in there and I had to put a, one of her blankets on me. I was freezing. Oh, I was pleading with that little girl because I first went in there for round one. I'm like, oh my gosh, my bladder's going to explode. I got to go to the bathroom. So I put her <laughs> in her bed. I go lay down for just one second. Starts giving me the boo-boo. I'm like, no, absolutely. I, enough. Don't you dare. And I give her a little <laughs> playful slap on the butt. I go, you lay down. I go, I have to go pee and I will be right back. I will be right back. I leave. She's crying. Just a little for, for like a, a minute. For not like a, a second. Yeah. And then she's long. quiet. And then she goes to sleep. I'm like, and you're like, hey, good job. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of promised her I'd go back. In there. <laughs> she's not going to remember this, but to be a good dad, I'm, I'm going back in there. I'm keeping my promise. I went back in there. She kind of woke up as I went in there, picked her up. Held her for like 45 minutes, just chilling, put her down into bed and the rest was history. So mm-hmm. just enjoying the moments as I can, obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah. I told you um, in the middle of the night, I don't know if you remember, <clears throat> but I couldn't even get rest when I was sleeping last night. I had the worst bit of sleep ever. Oh. I could not stay asleep. Oh, okay. She woke up at midnight with like a very short, like one minute cry. Sure. Went back to sleep. And then in my dreams that I kept having, every time uh, I would dream, she was a terror in the dream. And then I would wake up and then it would just start all over when I fell back asleep. I was tossing and turning all night. I was exhausted. That sucks. (laughs) And remember, guys. This is all worth it. So when people say parenting must suck, no, no, no. Imagine something so dope that these stories are worth it. Yeah. Doesn't make no sense. And she has these little regressions every once in a while. Sometimes they're like a week and then they go away. In the context of everything though, she's like the best kid ever. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so, no, sorry. I know you guys were feeling a glimmer of hope as I was starting to get you guys out of here, (laughs) but I'm going to officially let you guys go. Uh, if you've made it to this point in the show, you must be a great friend of the show. And, uh, we can't thank you enough for the constant support and listening every time we say it every time because we mean it every time. Now we gotta say kind of a massive fan of you. And I hope that you're somewhat a fan of us. 
let's uh let's get after this week let the motivation from these cartoons seep into your every being and maybe do something out of the ordinary this week i don't care what the context is eat a different meal go to chipotle and don't get the burrito bowl just get a burrito yeah i get it the burrito bowl you get more and you can make your own burritos shush just get the burrito it's already made for you do you have a chipotle by your work I do. It's actually, I can stare at it from, we might I can have see to it right across. Go there. Then let's just do that. Uh, but anyways, out of the ordinary, whether that's reaching out to someone, maybe trying that hobby one more time, let's get after it. Um, and let's just handle the business. You know what I'm saying? Um, y'all are the best and uh, yeah. Yep. That's it. So anyways, uh, yeah, we'll catch you on Thursday talking about sports anime with special guest. Um, actually a listener of the podcast. So stoked on that and we'll see how that goes. But um, Danielle, go ahead and send them out. Bye guys.